0: Hello and welcome to the Carney EFree Podcast. This podcast provides an opportunity for different ministry leaders and pastors to talk about different topics that could be happening within our church, within our community, or even around the world. My name is Justine Cheddar and I am the director of community engagement and the storehouse here at eFree. For today's episode, I am joined by Erica Chancellor. Now, for those of you who are not familiar with our church, we are in the middle of an all-church initiative that is helping us move from Sunday to everyday, taking what we learn together at church and applying it to our everyday lives at work or school, in our homes, with our neighbors, and throughout our everyday rhythms. Erica and I are so excited to talk about living life on mission right where we are. It's in our everyday rhythms. Erica, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Justine. Absolutely. Okay. Well, I want to start with talking about kind of how we met. Yay. I don't know if you even remember, but it's I kind do. of funny. I do. <laughs> Go
1: okay, ahead.
0: So we had done a a conference with Saturated with Jeff Vaynerstel, and I got this email from you that was like... It was really long. A little weird. No, <laughs> it wasn't weird. It was super impassioned. It was amazing. And I was reading it, and I'm like going, oh my gosh, I have to know this girl. Because you were like, this is what I learned. And this is how my life is transformed. And now I'm ready to do something about it. I'm just like, yes, it's amazing to see it. And so I emailed. I don't know if you even know this. I literally forwarded it to our pastor right away, oh my Kevin. And
1: I yeah. was like, Kevin, we need to know Erica. <laughs> That's so funny. I think at that point, mm-hmm. I was doing so much reading on mm-hmm. my own, discovering who God is and pursuing God really yeah. hard in that season. And then I read Saturate, and I'm like, I need a community. I can't, you can't <laughs> just do it alone. I I realized you're not yeah. meant to do it alone, life alone. So. Absolutely. And then
0: from there, you started volunteering at Storehouse. Yeah, and just then, a little bit. And yeah. then we just kind of clicked from there. Absolutely. And then just to be able to see. Uh, your life transformed, but then all of ours. I mean, we were all kind of touched by the whole gospel fluency and um, that teaching and learning what that meant to apply and whatnot. Yeah. So here's what here's what is the probably the neatest for me to see. That was seven years ago? Oh, my. I mean, I, it was I a long know. time a ago. A long time ago. So this is what I love about um, the way that we have seen transformation. So say that was six or seven years ago. And that kind of um, eruption of learning about maybe a different way of thinking about our faith and different way of acting out our faith, that to think that now we're sitting down and we're having this conversation about very much the same stuff and very much this concept and thought of, okay, discipleship is not this formula, whatever, that we just get in on, we do it quick, and then we're done. Mm -hmm. It is like, okay, for six or seven years now, we are still trying to work this out. Mm -hmm. Like, it wasn't just this one time, we got it, we have the information, and we're done. It's like this active, always trying to come back to the table and say, okay, now what about this life stage? What does this mean? And what, what does this mean about, you know, I've lived some life now, and so maybe that changes how I view God and I've grown whatever it might be. Yeah, but I totally. just love that it. it's, it's just this picture of, I would say, you and I in the community that really probably sat under the teaching with Gospel Fluency and Saturate, to be able to say that we are still to this day trying to work it out. Like it wasn't this kind of one-time or movement. Right. It is just a really helpful tool that has I mean, caused us all to probably try to change life, the way we do life and way, the way we do church. and.
1: Yeah, and maybe like talk about what that looked like a little bit. So it was like, mm-hmm. we are the church and church yeah. is not just a place mm-hmm. that we come to, but we talk about God and Jesus out mm-hmm. in our everyday lives mm-hmm. and what we're already doing. Yeah. And, and we essentially are the church by going yeah. out and doing that.
0: Yeah, I think that for me, the thing that probably impacted me the most was, um, and we're gonna we're gonna flesh this out more so I'm excited about this, but the thing that probably impacted me the most with Saturate was this so he called it like the life on life mm-hmm. discipleship. And it was this concept of we we know this, right? Like it's nothing earth shattering, but to have it in a, a a specified teaching at that time for whatever reason just it I mean, it just opened my eyes to, I guess, a new way of doing things. So I had grown up in the church that was teaching discipleship as like a step-by-step program. And while that can be okay, when we were reading Saturate, going through Gospel Fluency, they were kind of posing this thought of, well, discipleship is so life on life, which literally means you're doing what you're doing every day, and you're just inviting people in to do it with you. So, like, discipleship now is not sit down, here's the Bible, here's five questions we're going to ask and answer. It's now I'm hosting a a one-year-old birthday party for my son, come. You have now been invited into the one hour before freak out because I'm not ready. (laughs) You've seen real life. (laughs) Yeah. And you've been, you've been invited in to see maybe some family dynamics or friend dynamics. I mean, it's it's that true sense of the word. is life on life. We're doing this together, side by side, and you get to see it in action. Like, it's just, yeah, we're yeah. doing it together. Yeah, definitely. What would you say?
1: Yeah, that's exactly um, what I would say, too. Um, it... Yeah, it was just a very different way to look at things and a definite mind shift, like you were saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's so exciting to think that way. And because that's how, and it's got to be organic. I think that yeah. that is like the um, thought that comes through my mind is that you're, it's happening organically in the places you're already at and with mm-hmm. the people you already have relationships with, right? Mm-hmm. And you're inviting them in to, you mm-hmm. know, the birthday party and all those things and so it should be easy in a sense but it's not so and then we're going to talk about that (laughs) because if it's easy we'd all be doing it already right
0: so I was just gonna say okay so let's talk about this I just said I thought it was cool but also I'm sure some of the listeners are thinking oh my six or seven years and you're st- and we, still we, not we getting it. <laughs> still have it right. <laughs> right. But let's so let's say then, okay, fine. This is relatively simple. At least from our standpoint, what we would say it's relatively simple, it's all good, then why aren't we doing it? So let's just get really right. practical about it
1: and okay. talk through that. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. Okay, so um basically So, do we want to tell them that we just got done with If Mm -hmm. Gathering? And so, coming off of If Gathering, um, Jenny Allen puts on If Gathering. If you don't know who she is, she's also a writer, speaker. Um, And so, she had a lot to say kind of about this topic. And um, one of the things that she says that I think is so practical, um, so basically is we're called simply to do two things we're called to love God and then we're called to give him away to people and just mm-hmm. I want that to sink in a little bit because it's so simple yet now we're going to talk about practically how do we do that mm-hmm. okay so say it again We're called so to. we're called to two things to love God and to give him away to people mm-hmm. so when I think about that after for anybody's listening who doesn't um even maybe know God yet I think mm-hmm. of that after like I know I'm saved I know who Jesus is type of a thing absolutely and so now that I my salvation is secure mm-hmm. what else does the Bible say absolutely and I, love I think that. it's those two things
0: yeah so we were um when I asked that question of why aren't we doing it like let's go back to all simple it's all good we all agree whatever we were recently with a group of women our age peers um you and I were at the same table and we were talking about oh just you know what do you believe about yourself what do you believe about God how is how are you acting this out what's happening in your life and whatnot and I remember sitting there thinking we all came to the same um it was about kind of a specific topic but we all said out loud basically the same thought process that we had like we were feeling guilty about something didn't make sense we needed to accept help all of that kind of stuff and I kept thinking what is going on that so we're all we know the truth Mm -hmm. we are Christ followers so we um have accepted Christ into our heart we do believe that he's our Lord and our Savior and yet there's still that like glitch because it was kind of a big it was kind of a a bigger belief a bigger lie I guess like we were like living in shame about something and we were believing like guilt over truth and whatever and we were believing that we have to have it all together and be able to do it all instead of that God wants us needy of him and others and all this kind of stuff so like kind of kind of at the heart of philosophically like what do we believe about God and us and how that changed our life yep and so I do think that when we, if that's if that's true, if there's the majority of us who are feeling that way, then I do want to have the next conversation of, okay, so then why? Like, what is actually happening? And one of the things that you talked about was, um, again, referencing Jenny Allen, who uh, we're just coming off of it, If Gathering and um, a book that she wrote, so we'll probably reference her a lot. But she talked about the things that might hold us back. So do you want to talk a little bit about that, Erica?
1: Yeah, she kind of had two categories of what might hold us back. And um, the first one really connects with what Adrian talked about last week. And so um, after that sermon and kind of reading this, I was really like, yes. Um, this." Mu-. And what you just talked about with what um, as a group, us mm-hmm. women, when we were gathered how we were feeling so okay. she said these Sorry. three things so
0: just to clarify then yes when they're listening to this that will have been february 16th so the if sermon. you want to listen to that sermon it's, it's a great sunday sermon. february 16th okay. thank you sweet that okay great. keep going
1: yep okay so three questions mm-hmm. um so are we choosing comfort over the cross convenience over his cause or do we not feel qualified and so this is the first like group of questions that we really felt like practically, these are our own, um, I don't want to say issues, but these are yeah. our own things that we're struggling with and wrestling with, mm-hmm. um, and then the other group of questions might be why aren't we, you know, giving uh, God away to people all the time or discipling is fear of being rejected if we share Jesus with others, or it's too much of a time commitment, or it's really hard to invite people in. So. Do we want to, we'll break those down separately, I think. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So the um, first group of questions, so maybe it's about, um, so choosing comfort over the cross or convenience Mm. over his cause. So basically we need to look at our hearts and look at our priorities and what do we need to shift. And I guess I want to say to the listeners, too, like, this is not to shame anybody because I'm not getting this right either. And that's why we're having this conversation. Right. um, Because we are trying to figure it out as well. And so we Mm -hmm. just talked about this at our group as well. Like, so what do we do to connect with God? What do we do when we're feeling disconnected from God? Um, And we talked about things like we... You know, we try to set a time to read our Bibles, even though it doesn't happen. Um, and we try to set time aside for prayer. And then I loved what Adrian said in his sermon that we just referenced.
0: <laughs> the 16th. The 16th.
1: Already lost that date. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Okay. I'm like, uh,
1: February. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, he said to... Even set some time aside for worship every hour or, like, totally. to set your alarm. Like, think of a difference that would make in our work when I – so that is, like, a goal I really want to implement into that. my own mm-hmm. life. Um, I thought that was awesome, mm-hmm. um, a good practical way to just, like, reset our minds and hearts on God mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and what we're called to do. So those are just some things we're going to dive into. What were some tools that you like to use, Justine, um to stay in the word yeah. or prayer or any of those things we just I just said.
0: So so a couple notes on that. First of all, um one thing we noticed among um some friends when we talked about this was we all have three very different styles. Yes. And things which um, draws to God or help us understand or we, whatever it is and that
1: motivate us mm, to that's it was right yes. motivate us to stay in the Word constantly yes. Yes. because we found that as an overall arching theme yeah. of a struggle
0: yeah for all of us yes so then I would say upfront. I would just encourage everyone listening to this if you are struggling with, we'll just say spiritual disciplines for simplicity's mm-hmm. yeah. sake, which yeah. would be like praying, yes. time alone with God in the Word, and then, you know, probably teaching that or bringing it out, whatever that might look like for discipleship. I would encourage you to just stay the course until you find your thing. Because yes. you and I, we are motivated by very different things for studying the Word. So, all of these, when we talk about, um, Choosing comfort over the cross, convenience over his cause. It is easy for us to hear that and think from a shame standpoint, mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I definitely don't want to. And can we just be real? Like, they'll want
1: love, to? Sometimes I love Netflix. Absolutely. <laughs> and, like, convenience over <laughs> and I'm the tired. cause. I mean, yes. life,
0: living life on mission. Yes. So in our everyday life, it is so inconvenient. Yeah. Not to get off on a rant, but, like, let me just make this comment here. Because – with Sunday to Everyday, you've been hearing me say this. In Everyday Rhythms, it could be as simple as when you go to the store, you put your phone away and you just look up at your checker outer, your, right? Your and clerk, you, yeah. Yeah,
1: sure. <laughs> <You> <laughs> I checker like checker outer. outer, that's way cuter. <laughs> and you,
0: you see them, you make eye contact, you see what their name is, you maybe ask a question, a follow up question, or, oh, look, the sun's out today, or whatever. But that is, for me personally, like just, just me personally, in my life right now, we are at an interesting pace. And so for me, it's actually very inconvenient to do that because, quite frankly, I'm using that time to get some emails, some texts that I haven't responded to, whatever. I'm trying to engage my boys because, you know, we also, as moms, are told we, everything's a teaching moment and all that. So you're like, okay, <laughs> fine, I'm trying to do that too. <laughs> but reality says, like, we can say this all day long, as Sunday and every day, this is what we want you to do. This is what it looks like. But we have to start by saying, okay. But that means we have to embrace some inconvenience. And then why? Like, why are we to embrace inconvenience? And that's where I think it's so important to say we will start with the importance of spiritual discipline because you. I don't know that you can really get all of this without falling in love with Jesus and His Word. And always going back to the scriptures for, for truth. Your, your source and of for the life proof, and Right, and strength. for encouragement and yeah. for exhortation, and then also praying. So, like, there's that element, too, of, like, can we embrace inconvenience? Can we em- embrace uncomfort if we are not always plugging into, okay, but why do we do this? Because what I'm afraid of is, and I've said this before about mm-hmm. Sunday to Every Day, is what I'm terrified will happen with this is, so let's say we're talking about everyday rhythms. We have produced a bunch of people who are just out there doing all these good works. Mm-hmm. And not only do they not know why they're doing it, so then it's not sustainable because we're not going to keep doing it if we don't know why. And two, we'll be, we'll be doing this out of shame and out of guilt instead yes. of doing this out of freedom. I yes. I don't remember who said it, but I just read a quote that said, I, I'm pretty sure it was from a gathering, but they said, um, we don't work for victory we do it out of victory yes so same as freedom like we don't work for freedom we're working out of freedom and so it's that same thought of like okay if we're gonna if you just ask me what um tools are helpful for spiritual disciplines I still want to start with but don't hear that the wrong way like no no new study no book No, whatever, no new tool will ever change anything. We have to always come back to
1: it's a heart change.
0: It is a heart change. And it's, and it has to, we have to look in the mirror and say, okay, if I am not doing this, instead of just saying I should, I, you know, I really should do it. Like, yes, I should, I get it, I get it. We have to come to grips with why am I not? Like, why, what is going on? And maybe, I don't think I'm wrong in saying this, but maybe God's asking us to step out in faith and to risk a little bit so that we have a little bit of an uncomfortable life that's Mm going to cause us to go to the Word and say, okay, God, I can't do this without you. And so that is a little bit of my hope with Sunday to Every Day too, especially when we talk about everyday rhythms because that is like, that's common to all of us. We are all out in our communities interacting in any given moment. And so then there's that thought of like okay what if God is asking you to do this as a first step of spiritual discipline that is going to then cause you to say okay I have to go I have to go back to the word I have to make time for praying I have to make time for community okay
1: so that was like no, a really long Okay, answer. so I love that. I'm just over here like, praise oh hands, goodness. like, Justin, go. Girl, that was good. Yes. It anyway, was, it was so good. I felt like a listener, like, yes, oh, I'm God. just over here. Yes, yes. Okay. So good, you guys. You guys just got so, a lot of no. goodness right there. You really did. That was awesome. Okay. No, so but then what so true. So, like? so I just want to touch yeah. real quick that, mm-hmm. yeah. So when we're talking about these spiritual disciplines, um, it's because we, uh, you I know how much God loves me because Mm -hmm. he sent Jesus to die on the cross for me, right? So Mm -hmm. he loves me so much that he did that. And so now I love God so much because I can't believe the love he has for me, which is something Mm -hmm. that... Anyways, so because I know that, now I want to do these things that he asks us to do. Absolutely. And so that's the heart of it. Yeah. The heart of it for sure.
0: Yeah. The heart of it is if you know that you are loved mm-hmm. you act out of that being loved
1: yeah and being because you love first and, mm-hmm. yep exactly okay <coughs> okay so tools great. so tools
0: <laughs> so, so, so i'll say one thing i'm loving later. yes <laughs> yeah. okay
1: i'll tell you one thing i am loving and i think you guys will love it so much too kind sorry yeah. no go ahead
0: can you share? Because I think this is fascinating and maybe hopefully this will get the listeners to ask their people. Can you tell us what motivates you? And then I'll tell them what motivates me for. Oh, yeah. to read the yeah.
1: um, Bible or yeah, to stay. Sure, so we we're talking about to stay in the word constantly. So I got, we are talking about how I set my alarm for 530. Yeah. And my plan is, is that within a half hour, I will read my Bible. But instead, I find myself in Instagram or something else right Uh so and then we're talking about but why is that why am i not constantly just going back like i have uh, good intentions and so for me it's motivating when i have others going through that and Mm -hmm. so like if i know i'm gonna see justine within a week and she's doing it too it's very motivating for me to keep going and knowing not that like that holds me accountable in a way not that i have to get it all done because I will soak it in knowing that Justine soaked it in because I want to talk about it with her. Absolutely. So that motivates me. But then we figured out there's other ways.
0: Yeah, totally. So my motivation for um, spiritual disciplines is teaching it and passing it on. So like I, I have noticed over time that I don't struggle with doing it. I can, I'm pretty routine-based. Sometimes it's a little sad how routine I am. And so I have no problem keeping the routine. And
1: checking off the box. exactly,
0: And just doing it. And like, I've got my 30 minutes, so I'm going to do it every day without a fail.
1: Not necessarily soaking it into your exactly. heart. And
0: then there's like that next step of, okay, so what helps this soak in? And so I have noticed that actually teaching it, and as Hello. I said earlier, like teaching it is not like...
1: To an audience, but maybe your child. Yeah, exactly. Yes, but but maybe to your child.
0: Right, it's to our child, or it's to my storehouse team. If someone says something, I'm like, oh wait, I know it. I just read something like that. I'm going to share it. So maybe share is better word. But there's something there that my motivation tends to be when I can pass it on. And then the other gal we were with, she said her motivation is not only doing it with community like you, but also talking about it with community. Yes. So she learns yes. more and is motivated, motivated more through the discussion.
1: Well, and if she had after it, that. yeah, and she wants discussion, like, as she's going through it day yeah. by day type of a thing mm-hmm. and talking about it after she has read it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so I just think that's, I
0: think that's, I think that's helpful to start there. It's so like, what do you need? You know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, uh, We all just kind of learn that we kind of all need each other. So we can all talk about it all out loud. Okay, go. Okay, anyway. (laughs) So, you guys, this one, I'm going to get back on track. Like, (laughs) this one is so good. So, the Bible Recap is, um, you can go, we will link this um, in the show notes or however it's done. But um, the Bible Recap is an app that you can get, and it is a, you get the chronological, plan for the bible so I, I think I'm saying that right mm-hmm. so it skips around a little bit so it starts with Genesis and then Job comes next and then okay uh it doesn't just go through the bible how it's
0: yeah uh, you're right because I think it is it's chronological yeah. yeah it's like yep, you're right
1: like history okay. okay so it reads like that and then it's reading the bible in a year but then after each um and you read three chapters a day so it's not that much and then after you read those three chapters you go to listen to a podcast that's like seven minutes long, and the lady—I can't even tell you her name right now—but she is amazing. She's so knowledgeable, and she even says, um, "You know, I—I I might not know everything." She links um, other articles that kind of like almost disagree with what she's saying. She says, go check it out all on your own. Hmm. But uh, this is what I believe and what I know of what's happening. And so when you guys, when you hit those hard parts, um, like I was just reading about all the, um, all the spices and the oils and all the things to do with the animals. And I'm just like, what am I reading? Right. Yeah. So It's so helpful then to go get that conversation from that podcast and to, uh, it just helps it soak in so much Mm -hmm. and you learn so much. Mm -hmm. So that was really motivating for me.
0: So that's a really good tool then. Yes. Um, One of the tools that I love and use is She Reads Truth. Now, if you're a guy, don't just check that off because they also have He Reads Truth and Kids Read Truth. And those are, I think the reason why those are so helpful for me is their, so their whole mission is women of God in the word every day. And so their studies are less on teaching and they're more just the actual Word of God. And what has happened is someone who was raised in the church and raised in the faith, I do need a challenge to not just always kind of sit by and take in other people's teaching i really do need challenge to probably figure out the bible for myself and so that has been a huge help to me because it has forced me if i read scripture just pure scripture it has forced me then to either have a commentary there have a different study bible something like bible recap some sort of teaching where then i can kind of figure it out and discern it for
1: yourself yeah Mm-hmm. But with their stuff, they also mm-hmm. have like little, if you do their plans, like yes, little blurbs too. So they, they will have someone, a writer, yep. write about what you've just read as well.
0: Yeah. So they do have those, um, uh, devotionals aren't the right word, but yeah, they do have like plans, someone writes reading plans. plans. Yeah, yeah. And they also just started a podcast. So at the first of the week with right. their plan, they actually mm-hmm. talk through with, Typically, it's another Bible teacher, someone who's trained in theology, whatever. They actually will talk through what you're reading. And I, I haven't even necessarily stuck with their plans, but I've been listening to the podcast. And it's exactly what you're saying about Bible Recap, it is helpful for us to say, okay, we don't know everything, so let's yeah. let's learn it. Yeah, And I don't know if you've noticed this, but the more that I... Seek out m- deeper information about what I read. The more the Bible comes completely alive.
1: Yeah, and we well because we're reading it because we're getting to know who is God. It's mm-hmm. about God, not us. Absolutely. And so you do get to know our God. Yeah. And that is so cool.
0: And even though it's definitely not about us, it it, it does applies.
1: Us. T- to well, it transforms us. Yes, transforms.
0: The more it. and yeah, if the Bible good. is living and active and breathing, yes. then we know that we cannot yes. spend time there without it doing something
1: yeah it's good it's good okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay anyway so clearly we have some thoughts on that
1: <laughs> so we will link those tools yeah. to help get you guys absolutely in the word right
0: yeah and at the heart of it grab your people and yes. just try it like push through it and find what is what is a good tool or resource that is going to make it stick for you yeah and that is like I said that is what is going to make all of this just practical. worth your time and practical and boiled down to okay yeah anyway okay. so
1: real quick yeah I'll, I'll just add in another thing I don't yeah. know how much time we got but um Jenny Allen and Beth Moore uh was on Jenny Allen's podcast and they are Beth Moore is giving some tips on exactly this and she re- she will wake up in the morning and she doesn't turn the lights on she gets one little light have you heard her say this yeah did you listen yeah. to the episode uh-huh. so and she just that one light illuminates her bible so then she's not distracted by anything else yeah. and i thought that was pretty unique yeah and a fun tip
0: yeah it is a fun tip i and might try it yeah what it says to me is that going back to that whole like we're not operating out of shame. What it says to me is like, what What if we just stop saying, well, you should not be distracted and you should not choose your dishes over Bible reading and you should not choose your dirty flows. Like, let's just stop saying that and let's instead say, what do I need to do it? If I know that sitting here, I'm going to see the 500 things around me. And I'm a human. No more lights, right? Yeah. I'm normal. Yeah. Like, I, well, there's no point yeah. in shooting everyone. Like, let's just say, okay, yeah. fine. Like, what do I need? This is what I need. Yeah, yeah I so love good. That thought. Okay. okay, cool. Okay, let, we should keep going. <laughs> you should. Okay, okay. So we kind of have hit. Well, we really started maybe unintentionally or intentionally. We really started moving to this section of what can we do. So again, we've hit this hole. It all sounds good. It's also simple. Let's get practical. We have some obstacles against us. We have some things that are holding us back. So what can we do? So one of those things was just working out, keeping spiritual disciplines
1: all yes. that kind of stuff and what yep. that looks like. Yep.
0: Okay, secondly, do you want to hit that about it's not our job to save people or to even change them?
1: Yes, so that goes along with the second group of fears. So yeah. um, why aren't we discipling or why aren't we telling people about Jesus? Um, maybe it's because of fear of being rejected if we share Jesus with others, um, too much time commitment, or it's hard to invite people in. And um, I think the first one, fear of being rejected, I tend to think of, um, yeah, that, okay, I'm going to live for this purpose. I can go disciple. I can go do all these things. Um, But hearing that, it's not our job to save people. It is not even our job to change them. All we're asking when we say go disciple, or all God's asking, not us. (laughs) God is asking is... um, to offer Jesus and just mm-hmm. talk about Jesus. And then that plants seeds and it is up to God to move. It It's not us. Totally. So, one, that takes off so much pressure, right? Mm-hmm. And that should make this so much easier. Mm-hmm. So I love that point. And that was from uh, Jenny's Allen's Discipleship uh, Five Day Kickstarter, which we're going to link also. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that is so good. We... You know, I have to wrestle with this question a lot um, with Storehouse. What are we doing to see life change? Is that even our goal, right? Because, like, you kind of just have to ask those questions. And so um, inevitably that question has kind of come up for me personally with Sunday to Every Day. So what is is our goal as a church in this? Is it necessarily to produce something or is it – the simplicity of we want to offer a different way for people. And I think it's hard, um, it's really hard to balance our, our action is important. Doing something is actually important. So like when we say all these things about um, living life on mission in your everyday life, so your work, your school, your neighbors, your home, your everyday rhythms—it does require some sort of action from us.
1: You have to think about it. You Be do. intentional.
0: There has to be purpose behind it. But at the end of the day, we—that purpose and those actions—God's not relying on us. So it's right. like He's not just sitting up there waiting for us to fail or not. Right. Like it is instead this. Um, I always like to think of it as he is standing there saying, okay, come, like, let's do this together. I promise it's more fun on this side. And yeah, it's going to be really tough. It's going to be uncomfortable. It's going to be awkward. It's maybe going to get you in some sticky situations, but like, come over, like, let's do Mm -hmm. this. Um, And so I do think, I love when you said that takes a lot of pressure off. Okay, let's go through some Bible verses here quick. So you're going to hear pages. Um, Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. And then we can talk about them really quick. So we're going to do Ephesians 2, 4 through 5, and then 2 Corinthians three eighteen.
1: Okay. Go ahead, Jessie. Okay.
0: So I'll read Ephesians 2, 4 through 5. But God, who is rich in mercy because of his great love that he had for us, made us alive with Christ even though we were dead in trespasses. You are saved by grace.
1: Perfect. Okay. Uh, Now 2 Corinthians uh, 18. We all with unveiled faces are looking as in a mirror at the glory of the Lord, and we are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory. This is the Lord who is the Spirit. Okay, mm. so saying it is from God, not us. Mhm.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, so I think with what you were saying that I think as humans, we just naturally, we want to set goals. We want to see change. We want, <laughs> it's so much easier said than done because we are told, you know, to accomplish things. And so then when we're going out and discipling, people can almost become projects. And that's not what we want. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or we don't want it to feel like, yeah, all this is your responsibility because it's not. Mm,
0: Absolutely. I love what you just said there about it. We don't want this to, to be people become projects. Yeah. And that's where with that prayer card where we started praying as a church together. That's why we put that second prayer in there about give us genuine care and like hearts of compassion because we want if god's making us aware of people we want a true genuine care for them we don't want them to become our pity projects yeah one that's not going to help anyone especially them and two it's just not going to last because we will get burnt out on pity projects and so and they deserve more than that i mean talk about dignifying people I mean we want we want God to settle in us a heart of genuine care I love the Ephesians passage where it says you are saved by grace so um, the other thing with uh, the gospel fluency teaching that really impacted me was the statement we are motivated by grace not by shame and I have I think about that all the time. Our nature is mm-hmm. to try to motivate by shaming people mm-hmm. and and ourselves, mm-hmm. but true motivation comes from the grace that we've received.
1: Because motivating by shame changes the behavior, absolutely, or changes the outcome, and does not change the heart, absolutely. And we're after the heart,
0: absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real life change on every level, Mm -hmm. is going to come from change at the heart instead of Mm -hmm. behavior modification. Mm -hmm. And I'm so glad you brought that up because um, if we are, if if our hope from this conversation is that people are going to get a renewed excitement and sense for living life on mission in their everyday Mm -hmm. rhythms, then we want... We want to feel that. Like we want to feel yes. it from the sense of, like, I don't, I don't just want my behaviors to change. I want my heart to cause different behaviors. Like my heart change, what is settled there is gonna cause different behaviors. So if I'm if I am if I'm walking into, let's say, Target with a renewed heart in a renewed sense of, okay, God has put me in this place in this time for a reason mm-hmm. there's something here for me then I'm not just looking to put my phone down because that's a behavior modification yeah, and instead right. I'm looking for a desire to connect with the person which requires me to just mm-hmm. put it down
1: yeah yeah exactly that's mm-hmm. good so uh great. so many thoughts uh, so well and it's just so fun so, to talk out
0: yeah there's just so much
1: there is so much um, go ahead and keep going. I'm yeah, trying to like well, gather. Well, so here's so here's
0: what I'm thinking because we don't want we're probably about, about half an hour, and what we don't want is for this to just become a conversation that gets lost in the crowd, and that we're all going yes, 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 we agree. So what <laughs> if, <laughs> I love that. Yeah, <laughs>
1: exactly. I feel like I do that a lot. Yeah, just yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I that's good. It. It's good. Good topic. Yeah,
0: yeah. So we do want to issue a challenge
1: yes okay so before we go with that challenge let me read something that is so encouraging and maybe this will motivate you to want to do the challenge Um, we read this yes the other day i'm gonna have to find it okay so it talks about jesus and um here we go Jesus was all about proximity. He knew that proximity fosters relationships, and relationships bring opportunities for ministry, and ministry builds faith, and faith changes the world. And so, who wouldn't want to be a part of that? Amazing. Yeah. So, um, we have some challenges that can help you move in that direction. Um, just something simple. So, seriously, the first thing we're suggesting is to text a friend. How easy? Right. Absolutely. Um, So you could text a friend by um, encouraging them of how they've shown up for you or someone else and how they've shown God's glory. Or you can text another friend that needs encouragement and just text them something you've been learning. Text them a Bible verse. I don't know.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So that's I'm going to try that this week.
0: Sweet. Okay. Okay. So that's challenge number one.
1: Number one, and then the number two is everything we've been talking about with um, inviting people into your daily rhythms. So uh, Justine has been saying that all along. Invite them when you're going grocery shopping. Invite them when you're um, riding along for carpool. Invite them while you're exercising. Invite them to lunch. Invite them to dinner. Um, Where do you have 30 minutes to invite somebody in? Um, And make this an organic relationship, a real relationship. So basically with that what I opened with, that encouragement of Jesus um, was all about proximity. uh, He did not just disciple us from a distance, right? Or uh, not us, but disciple his followers from a distance. Mm -hmm. He was life on life, which is everything you've been talking about.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, That's
1: where the hard, the messy, the real, all of it comes in, guys. And we're all trying to figure it out.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say that. Right, so that when we say that, just so our listeners know that we do, we do know what we're asking and what yeah. we're trying for ourselves. And yeah. the proximity usually brings up some mess. I love, um, Adrian had said this, and I don't remember if he had said this or if he told me that um, he had read it somewhere, but he had talked about this concept of when you keep a distance – It allows you to be judgmental because, like, if I'm standing over here and I'm looking at you, Erica, and your life and all your choices, it's very easy for me to be like, oh, look at how she lives her life and it's wrong and look at all the things she does and how she wastes her time and Instagram at 5 in the morning, blah, 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 whatever, (laughs) right? Like, it's easy for me to, to think all those things just by based on what I see. But with proximity, when I get close to you and I'm in your life and I know what's going on, it completely takes away the inability to judge because I'm close. And now there's this sense of we're in this together. And so along with proximity really just hits at our own belief of it is It is easier. I'm sorry. It's easier to stay back and to just judge, right? Like it. it's a lot less time consuming for us to stay over here and to look at people and say like oh they're wrong they shouldn't do this whatever but the minute that we start to enter into each other's lives is the minute we start to care and we start to and we we're not able to judge anymore
1: yeah well I mean I feel like it humanizes all of us it totally humanizes also somewhat I don't know who said this either but basically too like you just if you're around each other all the time you do end up loving each other because you're hanging yeah. out all the time, right? Right, so yes. It just kind of builds yes. on everything. Yes, natural
0: friendship uh-huh. I mean will come out of especially time spent
1: together. Um, you have to have that time. So what are some more ideas um, as we – like we both have families. Mm-hmm. And so what are some more ideas of um, how we can invite people in to what we're already doing?
0: hmm. So I think for me – the biggest thing when we talk about living life um, from Sunday to every day in everyday rhythms, honestly, the biggest thing for me is that I feel like I'm already at max capacity, and so when you talk about other ideas, if it really comes down to, I have to, um, in the I, like literally, I have to sit down and look at my planner. And look at what my everyday rhythms are. And then I just have to put a little bit of a, a purpose to it. And so, for example, I said earlier about it is actually really inconvenient to look up and to pay attention to who's checking mm-hmm. me out. But at the same time, if I don't do that, if I don't take the time to, like, actually make a commitment to it and then step out, then what can happen is I feel like I will get on um, – I mean, I can spend a whole day and I've never once looked up at who has helped me. Like, if we're just talking about everyday rhythms, I mean, I've gone in yep. and out of places. I don't know who checked me out. I don't know if yep. they were a guy or a girl. I mean, I mm-hmm. literally didn't look at them. So, one of the things that helps me a ton is I have to say over and over again start small and start soon. Like, what is something I yes. can do literally in the next yeah. hour? Yeah. Not otherwise, the way I just, the way my mind works, I feel like I have to schedule it out a month. And that's not what we're talking about. Yes. Like we're not talking about things where you have to have money to do it. You have to have a bunch of extra time. We're talking about the things that you're doing already. You I mentioned mean it's that it's
1: literally going to be a conversation. Yes, like And you, you just mentioned have to that tell earlier about, about like, Jesus, right? And it's about <laughs> that's all it is. <laughs> and
0: think about so grocery shopping. The simplicity of just going and getting groceries. If you were to think from the moment you walk in the doors to the moment that you leave. There are so many discipleship opportunities. Yes. How do you spend your money? How do you choose wisely? How do you treat people? What do you do if the lines are long? What do you do if your checker outer messes stuff up? I mean, there are just so many opportunities for discipleship.
1: I'm so glad you brought that up because I want to clarify something. Okay. Just that. So probably I'm not going to just start talking to G- about Jesus to my the clerk that's checking me out, right? I'm probably going right. to do all the things to show who, uh, God is by the way I behave just by what Je- Justine just gave examples by. Absolutely. So when we're talking about, um, you know, telling someone about Jesus, we're probably talking about someone we have a relationship with already and something that's going to happen organically because we believe that the relationship part has to come first. Absolutely. Um, but that does not mean we cannot, that does not mean that We can't go out in the world and show the world who God is by the way we behave and by the way we react.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, And that was a great clarification because to what you're saying is, so then think just, well, I guess we'll keep along the lines of the grocery shopping. Yeah. So if I'm using, if I'm viewing my simple grocery shop as purposeful for showing Jesus and sharing Jesus, but exactly what you said asterisk there we're not saying like you're sitting down and saying do you know jesus and, like, I mean, i'm not going out right, today and doing that within right. the next hour and right? we don't have to Just, yes now. okay but i will keep caveat, going keep going yeah keep going because keep going. you did hear several weeks ago with Georgiana, who talked about work, she does do that. Like it is more natural for her to just upfront me like, do you know Jesus? Can I tell you about him? And so that's okay too, right? Okay, that's good. But let's just say you and I aren't like that. So then going along those lines of, okay, if I'm taking my shot, my just normal daily shot, I'm seeing all these opportunities for discipleship. I'm taking them or I'm taking one that day. Again, we don't want to get too like We don't want to put all these shoulds on us. So let's just be realistic. I'm taking one. Then the fun part comes when you do see that with purpose. The next time you go back, maybe you see that gal that checked you out because you asked her name. Like you saw her. You asked her name. She's at the same place. I'm going to go get in her line. So maybe now Mm -hmm. I'm choosing a longer line because, well, I just want want to ask one little question like, oh, when did you start working here? Start the conversation. I'm saying like, oh, so what's your favorite part of your job? We have we have heard this over and over again with our Try to it, Shared It's, and I've experienced it. So many people have experienced this. So right on, if you need to, like, take our word for it, use it. The amount of people that if you just ask them questions, they want to be known desperately. Mm-hmm. People just want someone to ask them something beyond the outward. Mm-hmm. So, like, you are a checker-outer at Walmart. They want to be asked Why are you here? Like, what got you here? They just want to be known. And I'm so excited because um, you will all have heard, by the time you're hearing this podcast, you will all have heard our conversation about home. And we hit in there the connection between the epitome of using our home on mission is really the heart of offering people a place to come and be known. So, like, we are able to bring to people in our everyday rhythms. So that, of course, is talking about offering and Mm -hmm. asking people in, inviting people in. But for everyday rhythms, it's the same thing. We're talking about taking out to what we're we're doing anyway on our everyday. We're taking out this safe place, this safe um, person to be able, with a heart of genuine care, with the ability to just be known asking questions, telling their story. Um, it is so cool. Like, it, it, truly, the amount of people, if you just are asking some questions, they are just desperate for someone to ask. Hmm. Um, and that alone, when you start thinking about, okay, but get back to the sharing Jesus part, that alone, if we want to talk about evangelism, is, goodness, when someone shares their brokenness with you, you have the answer, And not not in an awkward way, not in a way that's like, I'm going to evangelize you, but no, in this way of like, Mm -hmm. oh, my goodness, she just shared something because I took the time over time to to ask questions and to just maybe a relationship. Yeah. yeah. And there's a relationship there. And then Mm -hmm. you say, let me tell you
1: because we have that. The answer or the key. Absolutely.
0: And we get Jesus. to do it again. Not from this. I'm up here. I'm not broken. I'm yes. all put together. You're down yes. here. You're my project. Everything we've talked about. No. We get to do it from the yes. sense that we are on the same darn page Oh, absolutely.
1: Here. Absolutely. Because we were. We, and yeah. then we figured out Jesus.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Right. And, and now, so now we get now to go I tell. Now get to offer it to you. Yes. Me. Yes. Yes.
1: It just keeps going.
0: Yeah. And we know for a fact that the gospel we're giving them, the truth that we're giving them, that we know for ourselves is not a gospel of you have to get yourself put together before you can come over. It's come Absolutely. over right now.
1: Come as you are, yeah.
0: Yeah, you're ready right
1: mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Oh, so good.
0: So awesome.
1: So
0: good. Okay, Erica. <clears throat> let's wrap this up. So at the at the heart of it from from the from the Sunday to everyday sense, I guess, just to kind of reiterate If you, so if you've done your circles card and let's say you are feeling like God is calling you to live life on mission right now to love the one in your everyday rhythms, we hope that this encouraged you and gave you some, some things to try to get started. So start, so like we said, let's just kind of repeat this. Like we said, To bring it all together, you want to start with your spiritual disciplines. And you're going, we really want to encourage you to start with um, being in the Word, whatever that looks like. So maybe that's an audio Bible, maybe that's with your community, you're reading together, you're reading alone, whatever that might look like. Prioritize that as your um, plug in to then, as you're going out, just put um, some purpose to. Everything that you're already doing, ask yeah. God to give you um, eyes that have a, have um, genuine care for the people that you're seeing.
1: Yeah, definitely. And little by little, um, this is how he builds the kingdom. So mm-hmm. that Absolutely, is yeah. so purposeful.
0: Yeah. Okay, so let's, um, if you remember, we, we've talked a lot since. But if you remember, we did say that we gave you a challenge. So your two challenges. Yes. One, text a friend. And it can be something to encourage them. It could be a Bible verse. It could be maybe it's reaching out and saying, hey, I need someone to do this with me. Come do it with me. I mean, that absolutely. Do it. Don't do this alone by any means. Um, and then texting a, fr- texting a friend also that you have seen who's just shown up for you or someone else and be like, I want to learn from you or you have made an impact in my life this way, whatever. Second challenge, get so simple so simple here just simply invite someone into your daily rhythm now whatever that might look like, you're inviting someone into your daily rhythm could be just engaging people who are already at your daily rhythm. So yeah. if you're at the gym, just engage the people that are there. You don't necessarily have, because if you invite me to the gym, Erica, I'm not coming. <laughs> <laughs> but for your people who are already there, then you just engage them, right?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: So just totally with purpose. Okay, so those are your two challenges we would love, love, love to hear. As you guys are journeying through this, we are collecting stories, as you heard I mentioned already, that tried it, shared it. So I definitely want to encourage you to check those out. Those are all at carneyefree.com. But we want to hear from you. If you have tried this, and even if it has been a flop, that's okay. Tell us. Let us know that you're trying it. Let us know how it's going. And then we would love to continue to share it to the rest of our church body as a way to give them ideas, as a way to encourage them. You can um, shoot an email to justine at carneefree.com. If you get on our website, of course, you can look under staff. You can find me and our Sunday to Everyday team would love to share your stories. Again, these don't have to be put together. I tried it and it was amazing. And look at all this. It can even be something as simple as I tried it. It flopped. And guess what? I'm going to try again. That is as amazing and as to be celebrated. So... We are um, we are so grateful you guys joined us today, and we hope that this just offers some encouragement to you and some ideas. And if nothing else, maybe it just offers a starting point to have this discussion with your people.
1: Yeah, just yeah, just to get the conversation going. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Erica, thanks for it's joining so me. So oh, fun, so thank fun. you. Okay, everyone, we are wishing you a great rest of your day. And like we said, just um, tell us stories, share with us how you are loving the one from Sunday to every day.